As we go to the word of the Lord, we're going to be in the book of Joshua, Joshua, the 24th chapter, um, the 24th chapter of the book of Joshua, Joshua, the book of uh, the 24th chapter of the book of Joshua, and we're going to read the first verse and the, the uh, through the third verse and the 13th uh, through the 15th verse. Joshua 24 and 1, uh, let us begin. I shall read the first and you will read the second and we'll read the third together. Then we're going to jump down to the 13th verse. And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shusham uh, and called for the elders of Israel and for their heads and for the judges and for their officers and their they, and they presented themselves before God. Verse 2. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus said the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers, including Sarah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Levi, was outside of the river in old times, and they served other gods. And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood and led him through all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. Let's read um, verses 13 together. I have given you a land for which you did not labor and a city which you did not build. And you dwell in them. You eat in the vineyard. All of you. Let's read verse 14. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Verse 15. And if it should seem evil unto you to choose you this day whom ye shall serve, whether the gods, fathers of serves, other side of the flood, or the gods of the Ammonites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Bow your heads. Amen. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Father, we just want to say thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for the word of the Lord. God, I pray that you bless each ear and each hearer of the word. Bless us to receive. Oh, God, I pray that you anoint us, oh, God, to give a good word from the Lord. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Repeat after me and say, loving and serving God. It is the best thing. Amen. You may be seated. Loving and serving God, it is the best thing. Last Sunday, we, you know, we talked about the second generation of Israel going into uh, the, uh, the land of promise and uh, under the permissive will of God. And by the way, uh, to understand what God's permissive will, we all understand what the permissive will of God is. Just say amen. Amen. All right. And then we understand what the will of God is. Say amen. All right. And so uh, because this was not the will of God that um, Israel would uh, go some 40 days, uh, I mean, excuse me, 40 years, which was a uh, three to five day journey uh, into the land of promise of Canaan. Uh, they suffered that out of the spirit of rebellion and disobedience. And so God saw to it that the first generation would not even see the promise nor would they even be allowed to taste it. My Lord, I tell you, it's really a bad thing when, uh, when you miss out on the blessings of the Lord because of disobedience. And if you're not careful with Satan, uh, the, the enemy will cause you to miss out on what God has in store uh, for you. Amen. And so many times 
when the Lord um, has blessings uh, for us and we don't get the blessings, it's because we're not lined up with what the Lord has uh, presented before us. Sometimes God is saying do this and we want to do that. Amen. Amen. Sometimes I know when I was a child, my mother used to always tell us because she used to love to take us uh, down in Long Beach. She used to love to take us to the amusement parks and stuff. And I don't know if some of you now, I know you young children, y'all ain't going to know nothing about this, about the, uh, the Long Beach Pike that we used to go to. Just a few of y'all can remember that. Y'all remember that? We used to, man, that used to be some fun, fun, fun. And uh, my mother would always say, now look, I want you to keep up. But I was a wonderer. Meaning I love to wander off. Like, my goodness, every time I look at something and it would, it would fascinate me, I'd go run over there and look at it. And, and, and my little group, brothers and sisters, they going on about their business. And I used to get lost so much, boy, my mother used to give me, she's tear them little legs up. I did not tell you not to be running off. What's wrong with you? So, you know, um, uh, but the children of Israel had uh, wandered through the wilderness uh, like a blind man leading the blind. And they had no clue as to where they were going. They do know that there was a promised land that was promised to them. But because of their disobedience uh, and their rebellion, they missed out on what God had in store for them. All of those generations from 19 years of age and under was the only the second generation that was spared. Uh, and, and they were led out by Joshua and Caleb. Now, Joshua was not 19. He was about maybe 20, 21 years of age. Him and Caleb both. They were much older. But God spared Joshua and Caleb for a specific reason. He, and, and, and really, the main reason uh, that he spared those two because they were obedient and they were always lined up with the will of God. You remember when Joshua and Caleb was uh, uh, two of the spies of the 12 that went, there were 10 spies that went over to the land to possess it or just to check it out, survey the land, just to see what happens uh, and what's going on over there. And Joshua and Caleb came back and said, man, we can do this. They got grapes, big old grapes. You have to it take two people to carry them. They so big and so huge and all of the great stuff that they got. Uh, the land is truly flowing with milk and honey and we can go over there and let's just take it. Yeah. Moses, we can take this land. But there were 10 other people. Now who's going to convince who? There were 10 other people that were saying nah, uh, 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 Moses, the people is just like big old giants and we are like grasshoppers. Did everybody know what a grasshopper is? Yeah, them old hopalongs. And one thing about a grasshopper, he is one of those, he don't plan for nothing. He just eat everything he could eat right now. And a lot of times that's why they don't make it through the winter. Amen. He's not, he, he's not a smart animal, uh, not a smart insect at all. That grasshopper's not. All right. So don't be like the grasshopper. Uh, and so they did not uh, possess the land. They had to wait a whole nother umpteen years before they decided to go in and take it over simply because they allowed themselves to be defeated. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, whatever you do, don't let things defeat you. Sometimes we can look at stuff and stuff will defeat us and, and deter us and tell, no, you can't do it. Yep, you're right. I sure can. Listen here, my Bible and your Bible tells us that we can do what? All things through that us. Amen. And so we have the strength that we need to do this. And so only Joshua and Caleb, because of their obedience to God and they were working right along in the will of God, Amen. Uh, although they were above 20 years of age, uh, you know, above the cut that God had called for it. Amen. God spared their life. You don't hear a whole lot about Caleb, uh, but you only hear about him just about in this little time of, of, of the spies going over and what's going on right now. And after a while, I believe we believe that Caleb just went off the scene. But Joshua goes further and he leads the children of Israel. You better believe when Moses died that while Joshua mourned the death of, of, of Moses, he mourned the death of Moses for many, many days, for a few months. You know, he went forth feeling sorry and he just felt like he couldn't do nothing. After a while, God got tired of him crying and sobbing and stuff and told him, said, listen, Joshua, it is time for you to get up and possess the land. You didn't cry long enough. Look at somebody and say, neighbor. You done cried long enough. 
It's time to let's move forward. And I know some of us are still whining about things. Listen here, sometimes we're going to whine about things we ain't going to never, ever be able to change. Some things you just not going to be able to change. And I know even though we, if we had our way, we would change those things. My Lord, we would change them and we would make them different and better. Whatever we could do to, to uh, give increase to those, we would do it if we could do it. Listen here, if you had the power to change it, guess what? You would change it. And so long as you can't change it and it's totally out of your hands, you just got to let wait on the Lord and let God take his course. And I know God's course is always a long course because sometimes he, he don't always do it when I feel like he should do it. Amen. And I told you that a day with the Lord is how many years? A thousand years. And a thousand years to us is a long time to be waiting on the Lord. And, and God is just saying, I'm not going to do it today, but I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> My Lord, that tomorrow look like it ain't going to never come. But we praise God, amen, that whatever God has promised, he shall do it. Although there were 20 years in age, Amen. And because of their, their obedience to the will of God, God allowed them, amen, uh, uh, to be able to lead the second generation into the land that God had promised. And so with those 24, uh, uh, when you look at Joshua, Joshua, the 24th chapter here, uh, actually Joshua is on the end of his journey. When you look at uh, the book of Joshua from the very beginning, uh, it, it starts out with Joshua's story. And it tells Joshua's story as to how he is leading the uh, children of Israel and all of the many battles that the Lord had given him, amen, victory uh, over. One thing about God, listen here, people of the Lord, God will always give you the victory as long as you stay and stick with him. Amen. You can never go wrong outside of the of the ark of God's uh, promises. You will go wrong. But as long as you stay in the, in the guidelines of God's promises, amen, you can rest assured you're going to reap the benefits of what God has in store for you. And so as Joshua, he leads them uh, from verses 1 all the way up until verses 24. Here it is in verses 24 with just Joshua uh, with the second generation here. As he had led them to the land that flowed with milk and honey. Amen. The land of Canaan and how Joshua's life is now coming to an end. Everybody know that one day we all shall die one day. But I believe it's always good that before a person leave here, that you can leave something good to be said about yourself. Ask yourself a question. What good can somebody say about you? Amen. Just think about that. Amen. No, you don't have to answer that right now, but just think about that. And so as you live your life, young people, as you live your life, live it to the point where somebody will always have something good to say about you. And I know that may not be a mean a whole lot to some of you, amen, but I, it, it ought to. And what people think about you and, and the kind of legacy that you have left alone. Some folks leave such beautiful legacies about themselves and you can't help but Amen. Just love the journey that they have gone through. And sometimes the journey be so good, you just start imaginating in your mind and you just start reminiscing along with them. And it's almost like you can kind of see them, the journey that they travel and think because it's such a good journey. But then there's others who have traveled such a hard journey. Amen. Some of them are still on that hard journey, but some of them have started out with a hard journey. But God has blessed them and have elevated them and have brought them out of darkness into the marvelous light, have placed their feet on straight street and they're able to run a good, beautiful race and have a good finish. It ain't always how you start out running. Amen. Because we might start out rough. We might start out ragged. But one thing about it, amen, is how you're finished. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, it's all about the finish. Amen. Some of y'all, y'all took a look at that hall back in there before we got to where it is now. It didn't look good in there at all. And I know some of y'all were saying, my Lord, I wonder how the pastor going to do this. Where, where is he going with that? And how's this going to turn out? And how's that going? What you going to do about this? And a lot of questions, I'm sure, went in a lot of y'all's mind. But that's all right. You see the finished product of it now. And you can say, Lord, have mercy. This is all right with me. Amen. Well, I pray that's what you're saying. <laughs> Many nations observe a day each year to honor their military veterans. Amen. They express to the men and the women how they have placed themselves 
in harm's way in the defense of the nation. In society, a man deems it important that the next generation learn to acknowledge and appreciate the sacrifices that the veterans have made, amen, on behalf of the life of so many of the American people. And so here in America, we celebrate what we call Veterans Day. That's a day that we take, we set aside, and that's the day that, uh, you know, those of us who have loved ones uh, who have served in the military force, we may go out there and put flags on their graves or flowers on their graves. Uh, the Veterans Memorial, um, uh, a place where they buried so many of them at, is always open, and sometimes, you know, they have the raising of the flags, and uh, they have the guards and the shootings of the guns. They're not real guns, just pap, uh, cap guns. Uh, they'll do those kind of things, a little small ceremony on Veterans Day. And that's just in the honorary celebration of uh, what we call Veterans Day. I enjoy Veterans Day because I enjoy being off on that day. Amen. You don't have to go to work that day. And so we enjoy uh, Veterans Day. And so here in chapters number 24, Joshua, he's here in uh, chapters 24. Uh, he's, at, uh, he's at his age where he's old. Amen. And he, he's what we would call a true veteran uh, with many careers included uh, as, the, uh, as he has experienced serving first Moses, amen, the apprenticeship in leading the children of Israel into the conquest of the promised land. Amen. And also he was one of the greatest military leaders of Israel. And how he served from, uh, from, from 1355 to 1245 uh, B.C. Amen. And that's like 110 years of dedicated service to the Lord, to the children of Israel that Joshua gave of his life. Now he died at age 30 something. Amen. He, he lived a, a good long life. Uh, you put uh, 110, you put 20 more years to that. I believe that's what, 130 years. And 130 years of life to live is a long life. Uh, people not living long like that anymore. Uh, I believe about the, the, the uh, latest age that we have uh, in America right now, I believe is 108 years old. Uh, they have, this is a young woman, she's living 108 years old. She's walking by herself. She's talking. She feeds herself. The only thing she don't do, she don't drive. Amen. But I think it's a blessing to grow old in the Lord. Amen. Uh, and I thank God for our senior citizens. I do. I thank God for the senior citizens. And I thank God. Yeah, let's give them a hand. Amen. And I, the reason why I thank God for them, because I know one day I'm going to be a senior citizen. The Bible also says, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. And so I try to treat the senior citizens like I want to be treated because I'm getting old, man. I know I'm getting there. And I know one day I'm gonna, Hannah going to have to come and feed me. She's going to have to come and put my shoes on one day. I, and I want her to treat it and do it, amen, with kindness and, and love. Say amen, Hannah. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, I don't know. I want to be like Deacon Henry. He's here. He is 86 years of age and he's still going on and driving himself. Amen. I think putting on his own shoes, his own clothes. Deke, Deke take that spoon, that spoon and put it forth, put it in his own mouth. Amen. He take it, he brush that hair back himself. He takes a mirror and say, yeah, I still got it. And he pimp on out the door. <laughs> Amen. That's what I want. That's what I'm talking about. I want to be able to grow old in the Lord. Amen. And so uh, here in chapters 24, as Joshua is at uh, the death, amen, and he, as he at the ending part of his death and he has his life is getting ready to go out, but he want to set some things in order uh, before he should go. And so he's, te he's teaching the next generation, amen, that they too must Amen. Have a hear his testimony that they will have a good testimony of the Lord. Ah, you know how it is. That's why I say we got to train up the child in the way they should go. And we got to be careful with what we instill in them so that they don't depart from the training. And this is what Joshua was dealing with with these children, with this generation, because their forefathers had taught them how to worship idols. And how to give in to other gods and other seducing spirits and things of that nature that goes against what God, amen, had in store or wanted Israel uh, to go and to, uh, to live by. 
God always wants us to live by his rule. Take that word and abide by the word. You'll never go wrong if you just abide by the word of God. Amen. If you abide by the word. And so Joshua wanted them to hear his testimony and to learn, amen, how to appreciate the wisdom that he had, that he had offered unto God's people as he had served them. The Bible teaches that yet wisdom is uh, in all thy wisdom, get an understanding. Amen. That's about what, what wisdom will teach us that. In all our getting, get an understanding. And you know how that goes. Sometimes when we have two people of us, sometimes we talk too fast. And, or sometimes, you know, we, we can kind of be a little too sharp with our words. Or sometimes we might say the wrong thing and person get a misunderstanding. Whatever the case may be, we might leave a misunderstanding in somebody else's heart or mind or what it, our spirit and things and so we've got to go we need to go learn know how to go back and reconcile that thing and tell them look man I'm sorry I'm sorry I gave you the wrong impression I'm sorry I made a man gave you the wrong information on that I just want to correct it and wisdom will allow you to go back you're never too big or you're never too proud to go back and say I'm sorry or I made a mistake Amen. Never too big or too proud. Wisdom is the quality of having experience and knowledge and, and good judgment. That's what wisdom is. And, and that it is, it is always so important that an older person would teach the younger. That's what the Bible says. That the older should always do what? Teach the younger. Why would it say that the older should always teach the younger? Because the older have, has wisdom and has gone through many, many different types of experiences. And because of the older has gone through all of these different kinds of experiences, they have something to tell us. And I know, I know young people because I've been there, I've done that. Sometimes you look at the older, uh, you know, the seniors or, or, or the mature uh, adults and you say to them, you say, you know what, I don't want to hear that. You know, you're too old and too foggy. And I used to be one of the things, y'all too old and too foggy. Yeah, y'all too squared out. Yeah, you don't know what's happening. Man, they know more about what's happening than you know. They just not on all that stuff that you're doing and keeping up with the latest of the fashions and stuff like that. But the bottom line is, is that wisdom going to come, amen, from experience. And that's where wisdom comes from. It comes from experience. And that is why it's so important that the older teach the younger. And we used to teach ours, man, whether they want to hear it or not. I never shall forget my cousin Jerome sitting right there. <laughs> he used sometimes we would talk on the phone when our kids were much, much, much younger. They were young, young, young. He used to tell me, say, cousin, see, man, I tell you, I get so sick and tired. Of, I got to keep telling them the same thing over and over. Any, any of y'all ever experienced that, parents? You got to keep telling your child the same thing over and over. It seemed like they just don't get it. I ain't picking on y'all young people. I just love you to death. I really do. I love you. Amen. Uh, but uh, and, and he used to tell me about it all the time. I said, you know what, cuz? I know sometimes. I just get tired of that. I got to keep telling them the same thing over and over. I said, no, I know, cuz. You get tired of that. But you know what? Because we are the parents, we got to constantly tell them until they finally get it. And a lot of times, you know, we were, as a young person, I've made so many mistakes in my life. Amen. A lot of mistakes, a lot of ugly mistakes, a lot of un avoidable mistakes I didn't really have to make if I had to just listen and took it in. And it's funny, you know what? You don't see it when you're a child or when you're a young person growing up. You really see it when you've gotten older and you look back and you look and say, how in the world did I do that dumb thing right there? How did I do that silly thing there? How did I make that old foolish mistake right there? You'll tell yourself that in a, in a heartbeat. And so that's why we teach them, amen, we train them up and we try to teach them the right thing, amen, so that they don't make the same, they don't have, go through the same potholes that we have experienced and have gone through. We done tore up many of vehicles, amen, through a lot of the potholes that throughout the streets and the streets of life, amen, somebody. One thing I like to make a uh, leave with you here. One, uh, one of my on my first uh, pass here, I like to uh, 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 leave you with looking at the past. Looking at the past. Say that with me. Say looking at the past. Yes, looking at the past for some people, amen, uh, they don't want to look back at the past because they don't want to look back at their past experience, the, the past experiences, things that they have had in life. 
uh, because many of those past experiences have caused a lot of hurt and, and a lot of pain and a lot of sorrow and a lot of tears. And so they don't want to look back and see that. But for some, amen, uh, and, and then for that reason, many of them don't want to remember a lot of that stuff that they've already gone through. Say amen, somebody. Uh, but, only, uh, uh, but, but, uh, but amongst the hurts, there were many other good experiences that one has had. And sometimes, even though you might go look back at the past and you're just bringing up some of the good experiences you have, uh, that, I mean, that you want to share with somebody, that they don't make that same mistake, some of those uh, good, mysteri- uh, 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 good experiences that you can help them along the way, you know, that will show them how they can, you know, even do it better than you did it. Amen. Uh, and you share those things. But sometimes going back, getting those, you can't help but look back at some of those bad things that you, oh, Lord, oh, my goodness, I hate going back there, you know, and peeling. Even though I know I need to pull something out to help somebody out, but then you think about some of the things that has caused so much hurt, grief, and pain. Amen. And, 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 and sometimes it ain't so good going back, but then sometimes it's good to go back and to reflect. So you can know where you have come from so that you can stay on the right foot, on the right road, and keep on going in the right path. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, we've got to keep going in the right path. Amen. It's so important that we keep going in the right path. We might have made some mistakes along the way. God knows we have. As husband and wife, you know, we've made those mistakes. We've bought some things that we wish we had a narrow bought. Uh, you know how the salesperson come by and you know, they trick you and they force you or, you know, by pressuring you into buying some things and you look back at some of those things and you say, why in the world did I ever spend my money on that stuff? You learn and you say, look, be careful with that. Amen. Timeshares, that so many folks are involved in timeshares and they try to figure out how in the world can I get myself out of this mess? Amen. Uh, but those of you who got them, I pray that you enjoy them. All right. So Joshua here, he used his wisdom as he gathered all the tribes of Israel here. Amen. In verses one to, together in one place, a place called Shushem. And so, amen, as, a, as the time uh, goes on and, 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 and we remember here, uh, Shushem was the first place mentioned where Israel had arrived, amen, to stop there and rest in the promised land. Shushem was also a place where uh, the first capital city of the kingdom of Israel uh, was established. Shushem was also one of the locations where the nations were divided into two kingdoms. And you all remember that uh, Israel was separated. Uh, The northern tribe alone uh, became the northern up in the northern parts. And the southern tribe of Judah became the southern part uh, down in the southern part uh, of Jerusalem there. Uh, But there is a man to this text uh, here. They're placed in a unified uh, nation. Uh, to, as a unified nation together, amen, in one place that they might hear what the leader is saying. And it's very important when we can listen to the leader and when we can hear what the leader is saying. Now, you know, when we were kids, you know, we used to always uh, play the game called follow the leader and whatever the leader did, that's what we did. You know, I'm, some of you might remember that uh, game, you know, wherever the leader ran, whatever he went and touched. We had to, we would go and we would touch that. We would follow the leader, uh, wherever the leader would, um, you know, whatever he would do. If he flipped, we had to flip. Uh, sometimes they would do the cork wheels and I used to have to lay down and roll because I couldn't do a cork wheel the way the leader was doing it and things. You know, you try to follow all of the leader things. It was a fun little fun game we did. But I thank God we've grown past that time and we're grown ups now and we're in the house of the Lord. And God has placed us here as leaders. And I often tell people, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. Pray for me as a leader that I will continue to follow Christ. Pray for me as a leader that I don't get crazy, stupid, and dumped. Amen. Pray for your pastor as a leader. Amen. That the Lord will crown his head with wisdom that he in turn might be able to lead and teach you. Amen. And so I, I, I solicited your prayers all times. All the elders, amen, were called to this place. They were uh, called uh, and their heads and all of the judges uh, and their officers, amen. Uh, They were called in this one place called Shusham to present themselves before the Lord. 
There is always a time when we all need to get and come together, amen, in one place, amen, to hear the, uh, a, a word from the Lord. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, we need to come together that we might hear a word from the Lord. Y'all didn't say that too good. That we might hear a word from the Lord. Oh, my Lord. And sometimes we got to come in and we've got to get on our bending knees in prayer and seeking the Lord for direction and his dedication. Amen. And I want you to know that on this week, this will be a week uh, starting on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. We will be here from 8 to 6 p.m. Amen. We will be circuit. We will be seek, seeking the Lord. Uh, seeking God's directions for our life, for our future, for this church. Amen. That God will continue to lead us and elevate us. This is a dying community. Amen. And we got folks all around us. And we need to be led in the way that we can be able to help this community. We need to be the, the living epistles. We are the lights of the corner that sits right here at 74th and Hoover. Amen. Street and right here on 74th Street. The Lord has placed us here. Look at your name and say, neighbor, you've been placed here. And so we need to be busy about the work of the Lord. And so God speaks to his children all day long. I don't know about you, but God is always talking to me. He's always talking to me every day. I'm telling you, and I know you may wonder, well, Lord, have mercy. You hear a voice every day. No, I may not hear a voice. And God don't always come in a voice all the time. He come in many different ways. And so you, in those many different ways, you will hear from the Lord. If you are quiet enough and if you're seeking the Lord, you will hear from him. He will touch your heart. Amen. Through a small, still voice of a song. Hallelujah. A precious song that he it just might go on, be going forth in your mind. He may also touch your heart through the precious word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Whichever way you may be getting in, whatever pamphlet you might be reading, whatever, amen, spirituality that you might, from the Lord, you might be reading that's blessing your soul. God is speaking to you. And you ought to say, speak to my heart, Holy Spirit. Give me a word from on high. A word, amen, that I can go out and share that word with somebody else. Hallelujah. And I don't know about you, but I want to be able to share the word of the Lord. Tell this old dying world. We got prostitutes that's constantly conveying backwards and forwards up and down the street. We got drug addicts and drug dealers. We, 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 we have alcoholics, amen, that's constantly portrayed, amen, protruding up and down the street, parading up and down our boulevard day after day, amen. And they need to hear a word from the Lord. And I want you to know the more you pray, the more you're willing to share and each time that you're praying, you want to share something good from the Lord. You may be in the grocery store and somebody may look at you and smile. Amen. You may be just speak out a word. God bless you. And they say, what did you say? I said, God bless you. Oh, my Lord. Would you just pray for me? Hallelujah. You don't know. Amen. And that's why it's always good to say prayer and to stay prayed up because you never know when somebody's going to need your spiritual help. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, and so we've got to be that. And amen. God also comes through dreams and visions and through meditation. I know we ain't always busy doing something. There's some time when I just have to sit and meditate on the goodness of the Lord. And when I begin to meditate and think of the goodness of Jesus and, and how good God's been to me and thinking about all of his love and how he has provided and how he has made a way and, and how he has blessed me, amen, and how he woke me up this morning when I look at, amen, those that's living on the street and, and I just came from out of a warm house, out of a warm bed. Hallelujah. I was able to shower. Amen. I was able to dress and I was able to eat for myself. Hallelujah. And I thank God, Lord, I thank you for what you have done and what you're doing in my life. Oh, my God. God's got a way of showing us all of the good things that he's done for us. And we ought to meditate and think about the goodness of the Lord at any time. Amen. In any condition of this world, when you look at what's going on in 
this world, it's enough to make you want to thank God. and It's enough to make you want to praise Him. It's enough to make you want to cry out to the Lord. We're not just coming out just to be coming out and just to be out here. But we're coming out, amen, because there's a dying world out there. Somebody's lost. Somebody's daughter has lost her way. Selling her body. She's in trouble. And she needs some prayer. That young man, those young boys, they've lost their way. And they're out there. And they're going about throughout the streets. They need the Lord on their side. And you got what it takes. You got the word of God. You can pray for them. That God would rest them. That God would save them. That God would deliver them. Thank you, Jesus. Clap your hands, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And so in this chapter, Joshua, he speaks, amen, to encourage the children of God. And every now and then, a good word of encouragement is always right on time. Sometimes the Lord will send somebody your way to just encourage you. Somebody, sometimes, God got many ways of encouraging us. Sometimes somebody may just slip a little love something in your hand just to encourage you. Say, hey, this is just a lunch money. Amen. Just buy your hamburger. Take yourself out. You know, splurge a little bit. Just a little something just to encourage you. Somebody might bring a bag of groceries and just drop it by your house or whatever they can do to be a blessing. But we've got to always put ourselves in the alignment of the blessing so that God can use us at any time and at anywhere and at any cost that we can bless somebody else. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when was the last time you blessed somebody? You ought to be able to bless somebody. You ought to be able to encourage somebody. You ought to be able, amen, to lift somebody. Somebody's down. Somebody's out. And they need an encouraging word. Come on, let's clap those hands and tell God thank you. Ah, my Lord. And so, God is keeping his promise. Keeps his promise that he's made to Abraham from uh, the other sides of the flood and how he had brought him to the land of Canaan. Ah, and how you may ask, well, Abraham is dead, but yeah, but his seed lives on. And what God has done, he's brought him, amen, from the other side of the flood. And you know they had to cross over the Jordan River in order to be able to go into the land of promise. Uh, Ah, and I want you to know that there's somebody crossing over a Jordan River right now in their lives. Somebody, amen, is wondering, Lord, how in the world am I going to be able to make these things work out for me? I don't, I just don't know how, amen, I'm going to be able to bring this thing to fruition. Many times when we've tried everything and everything has failed, the last thing we have is to try Jesus. Give it to the Lord. Look at somebody and say, give it to him. Yes, yes. Psalms 110, uh, 119 and 1 and 2, it tells us, it said, how blessed are those who, uh, whose way is, is, is uh, blameless, uh, who walk in the law of God's word. Um, how blessed are those who observe his testimony. Amen. The testimony of the Lord, the word of the Lord, and who seeks him all, with all of their heart mind, body, and soul. That is a blessed person. Amen. That seeks the Lord. A blessed person. Amen. That their their life is blameless. And that's how we are to live our lives. As as, as living epistles of the Lord, live our lives blameless. Amen. Don't let let the world not have nothing negative, bad to say about you. And if they got to find something, uh, uh, Bishop Ely used to always tell you, listen here, you know what? The world going to beat you. They're going to gonna, gonna beat you. Amen. But whatever you do, don't give them the stick to beat you with. Let the world go get its own stick. In other words, they got to find something negative, negative, make up something on you, you know, uh, in, in order to find you wrong. Because you're not going to lead them in that kind of way. Hallelujah. And so God's way of keeping us pure is by keeping, is by us keeping in touch with his word. And it is through his word that God gives us hope and courage 
to endure, amen, the oncoming trials that we face on a daily basis in this life. We have oncoming trials that we face daily. Daily. We're going through something daily in our lives. Whether it's somebody that's in our home, whether it's something to our children, whether it's something on the job, whether it's something we're going through in life, whether it's a thorn in our flesh. Hallelujah. We're facing something, some kind of a trial daily. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But I thank God he gives us hope and he gives us courage to endure the oncoming trials that we face every day. And you guys know, you know, those of you Bible scholars, how, how Paul sought the Lord three times. God, why don't you please take this ailment that I got working in my body, Lord, just so I can be able to move forward. I think I can do better for you. The Lord said, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. Oh, he left it alone for a minute. He went on and it was continuing to bother him. He said, Lord, please, will you take this thing out of from me? You know, away from me that I might serve you better. The Lord said, no, 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 I'm going to leave it. Oh, he asked him again the third time and he told him again, said, no. After a while, he told him, said, listen here, my grace is sufficient for you. My spirit is made perfect in your weakness. Listen here, saints of God, whatever you're going through, God's going to see you through it. He's going to see you through it. And he's going to take you through. He's going to make it right. He's going to make it better. He's going to make it, amen, a, white, a lightsome walk. He's going to make it a joysome walk. All we've got to do is just trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Lean out into our own understanding. Oh, let's give God the glory. Come on, let's give God the glory. Let's give it to Him. Yes, yes, yes. So if we're obedient to the word of the Lord, the Bible says that those that are obedient to the word of the Lord, they shall eat the best of the land. And I don't know about you, but I want to eat the best of the land. Well, this land don't look like it has a whole lot to offer. Listen, this land got more to offer than you understand. Oh, man, hallelujah. You just got to, amen, seek the Lord and, and, and watch God pull out the best of things for you. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. So what Joshua does, he reminds the people of the blessings of the Lord. And he gives them, amen, he, he goes on to remind them in verse number 13. You look at verse number 13 here. Ah, and in verse number 13, he said that, the, that, 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 that for God has given you, and I, it says, and I, but I is God. God has given you, amen, lands which you did not labor for. And that's a blessing. He also, he gave you cities which you did not build. And that's a blessing. Yes, and yet still you're dwelling in those. He gave you vine yards. And, and, and the purpose of vine yards, amen, that was something to drink. Amen. And it always have water flowing all the time. And, and every now and then, you know how it is when we eat a meal and we want to have something special to drink. And so uh, vine yards which allowed them to have the press of the grape. And, and they were allowed, amen, to have something to drink. And it was not what we would call a, a, a fermented wine, but it was a, what we would call a Welch's grape juice wine, just so you can get a better understanding of what we're talking about here. Amen. And not only that, but it was also he gave them, amen, olive uh, yards, uh, uh, amen, that they would have and be able to eat, amen, that they did not even plant. And so God was always providing. God was always providing. God will always provide faith church. He will always provide for us. Hallelujah. God will always take care of us. People of the Lord, God will always say, what you need to do, you just need to take care of the Lord's business. And if you're not being blessed like you need to be blessed, it's only you need to look back and see what it is you're doing that might be hindering you from receiving the blessing that God has in store for you. God is providing. He said, I reign on the just as well as the unjust. God is pouring out blessings on those, amen, who ain't giving him a dime and ain't doing nothing, but yet still he's blessing them. I want you to know that that man that I go to work for every day may not be living for the Lord, but, but God has blessed him to be able to bless me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And, and that's just how God will work. God will bless somebody else so that, that somebody else can bless you. 
And I don't know about you, but I received it. I received it. And so at this point, Israel, amen, they're done. They, they, they're done, amen. <clears throat> nothing, amen. They've done nothing to produce the wealth that, and the abundance that the Lord has provided and that God had given them that they had found in the land. Hallelujah. Many of us, amen, God has blessed us with jobs and even though we've educated ourselves and even though we have gone through all of the rigmarole, amen, to be able to get to the point where we are, hallelujah, but it's nothing but the grace of God. I found out that you can educate yourself all you want and try to go out there and find a job and you may not even find one. But why God, when you put the grace of God with what you've already learned, when you put prayer on what you've already done, thank you, Jesus and watch God begin to work for you. Many of us that know better, hallelujah, and that we're riding on the promises of God, we will always tell you that it's nothing but the grace of God that has allowed, that has led me where I am right now today. And you ought to clap your hands and tell God thank you. It's nothing but the blessings of the Lord that you are blessed right now. now you wouldn't have what you have right now if the Lord hadn't done it for you. Even the man that don't even serve the Lord, he wouldn't have those great blessings if God had not stepped in and blessed him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want you to know that God will live on somebody's heart, a neighbor's heart that would be in your neighborhood. Hallelujah. And he will allow you and that neighbor to connect and come together. And oh my God, when that neighbor begin to grow old and begin to grow out and out the scene, huh, that neighbor has a nest egg. Amen. Just waiting. Amen. A blessing from the Lord just for you. Huh. And God has allowed you to get in the right place at the right time to be able to receive the blessings of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I, I'm not talking about what somebody else did, but I'm talking about what the Lord can do. Amen. He said no good thing when they withhold from them that walketh upright and speak the truth from their heart. And so they had the privilege of enjoying the blessings of the Lord. Ah, oh my God, I'm telling you, we got the privilege of enjoying the blessings of the Lord. God is worthy. He's worthy of praise. He's worthy of our love. He's worthy of our love. God is worthy of our love. And Jeff Joshua wanted to make sure that Israel, amen, that Israel will continue their relationship with God, amen, with the God of blessings. And that was so important to Joshua. And I love it because Joshua was so concerned that Israel don't stray away because he's seen the past. He's seen the past. He's seen how, the, his, how his, their forefathers had all strayed away and how they was lost, amen, lost, amen, to a, 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 a bunch of a, a selfish pit and, and pride that they had within themselves and rebellion and disobedience. And they gave up all of that just to gain what they gained, which was nothing. And so Joshua makes it plain that Israel would, would, would be sure to continue their relationship with God, the God of blessings. And he, 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 that was so important to Joshua, amen, because Joshua knew he was, he was going off the scene. He wasn't going to be there no longer to be able to help them. It's just like Jesus was in the red letter of the New Testament. And the red letters is the words of Jesus. Uh, so in the red letters there, Jesus, how he pulled his disciples aside Remember how he pulled his disciples aside and he told them, amen, uh, to go to Jerusalem, uh, to Jerusalem and tarry up in the upper room because you will be endowed with power that you will be able to continue on the journey that I have already begun in you. Listen here. He that has begun a great work in you shall perform it until the day of redemption. And we can praise God for that. God has begun. God has begun a great work in you, young people. God has, uh, he has begun a great work in you. Even at your 13-year-old age, your 12-year-old age, your 8-year-old age, your 5-year-old age, your 15-year-old age, your 16-year-old age. Yeah, your age too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God has begun a great work in you. And all he wants to do is perform it. To the day of redemption. And so I hope and pray that you all just let God do his thing. Let him do his work. Let him do his work. Let God do his work. 
In verses number 15, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to quit. Uh, verses number 15, Joshua, he gave the people an ultimatum here. Amen. To choose a choice. Ah, uh, yes. He told them in verses 15. Read verse 15. Read verse 15. Oh, y'all, somebody didn't put their Bibles up on there. All right, let me read it. It said here in verse 15, it said, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, then choose you this day whom you will serve. If you feel like you don't want to serve the Lord and serving God is not a thing you want to do, don't do it. You don't have to serve the Lord if you don't want to serve the Lord. That's what Joshua was telling them, and that still holds to true today. You don't have to live for the Lord if you don't want to live for the Lord. You don't have to live saved. But, but if, you're, if you're in our house, you got to come to church. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you got to come to church. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. And so whether the gods which are, 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 are the fathers that we serve, uh, that are, whether the gods that are, which our fathers serve, or whether uh, the, uh, on the other side of the flood are the gods of the Ammonites. Amen. Uh, whose land we dwell. But as for me and my house, he said... We're going to do what? Serve, Serve the Lord. Yes. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, neighbor, why don't we all just serve the Lord? Lord. I think that's the best way to go. Let's just serve the Lord. And then if you drop down, amen, I didn't have you to read this uh, verse here, but if you drop, oh, look over here at verses number 21. Here it says, uh, and so... Uh, 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 if ye forsake the Lord and serve a strange God, I'm sorry, verse 21. It said, and the people said unto Joshua, what? Y'all don't have it? All right, let me read it. And so the people said unto Joshua, nay or no, no, but we will serve the Lord. And that's only because Israel knew better to go any other direction but in the Lord's direction. And once you've tasted the goodness of the Lord and you've served God, there's no other direction you can head in. Amen. There's no other direction you can head in. Once you've tasted the goodness of the Lord and the blessings of the Lord, I guarantee you, you won't want to leave this. Now, I'm not going to say that the road won't get rough. I ain't going to tell you that the journey ain't going to get tough. I'm not going to tell you that the hills is not going to be hard to climb because it is. The road's going to get rough. The goings are going to get tough and the hills are going to be hard to climb. But we've started this route. Yes. Amen. At the time that God gave it to us, we've started this route. Yes. And there should be no doubt in our mind. No the enemy might come, amen, and he might try to deceive me, but no doubt in my mind. I decided to make Jesus my choice. I know the road gets rough. And I know the going gets tough. And I know the hills are hard.